Are these still too uh, quiet? That or? one felt slower than the last one. Well, this, this is 81 beats per minute. Because this is episode 81. 81 felt slower than 80. That's weird. Yeah. Anyway. This is Two Tunes Podcast. I'm Bo. Welcome to Le Podcast, as they say in French. Do you know how they say it in Spanish? Welcome to L, L Podcast. Okay. All right, man. It's July. Doing? It's a hot summer, right? Hot summer day. What have you been doing this summer? Um, being Living my best life. What date is this coming out? July 19th. So at this point, I'll be in the midst of tech week for The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I'll be doing play stuff for Puffs. Nice. Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy the musical. It's all songs by Mace, weirdly enough. <laughs> and Biggie. No, just Mace. Just Mace. Yeah, his music was cheap, probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. He needed the cash. Yeah. So we talk about two tunes. Two tunos. Am I first this week? Yes, you are. I think you have to think about it, though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Laith. Is that how you pronounce their name? L-E-I-T-H. Yeah. Roth. Ross. Lace Roth. No, thank you. Um, so I just pulled up their bio here. It looks like they use uh, they them pronouns, so we will do our best to continue to use that. Uh, it says Lathe Ross is a... Also, I really apologize if it's Lathe or something else. I'm just... Lathe just makes That's sense. That's why you got to like go to uh, other interviews. True. And um, but anyway, they are a singer-songwriter and artist born and raised in a small town outside of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Um, started writing songs around the age of 12. They look pretty young, so I'm assuming that was you know, maybe 10 years ago or less. Um, it says, we recorded and released two projects and have a new one underway. Inspired by the likes of Lucinda Williams, Dolly Parton, Disney movie soundtracks, High School Musical, and their dad's horrible parodies of all of the above. Their songs attempt to explore themes of gut-wrenching and cheesy love, silliness, and extreme existentialism. As of recording, they have a new song out <laughs> called We'll Never Have Sex. I want to... So I looked at the, I went to their main website yes, and I scrolled all the way down and it says, thank you for the following funders for their support, Ontario Ad Council, Arts Council, and the Canadian Council for the Arts. Imagine, Imagine living in a country <laughs> that supports artists. I mean, they... Like actually supports them. I mean, sometimes they do, but yeah. only as, um, what, what, uh, Sungazer did it. Oh, that like it, it's um, uh, it's public. Rel- it, what is what is it called when you s- support money overseas? Uh, something relations, foreign foreign relations. Foreign relations, yeah. 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 So it, it was a way of of mm. foreign relations. It's like, see, we're not all bad. Yeah. Where this is just like, hey, you're a citizen. We're gonna help you out. Yeah. Now here's the thing too. They would have had to apply for this. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't just happen. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard of other artists where they apply for things. It doesn't always happen. But, um, but that, like, our country doesn't even really just even have that available, yeah. really. So. Welcome to the Hate America Hour. Yeah. Which next year we'll have on the 4th of July. Cool. So, yeah, I don't know where I found this song. It's been on my list, my Two Tunes podcast <clears throat> songs list for a while. Um but I like it. It's it's really interesting as far as like the perspective and the lyrical content stuff. 
I like the inspired by likes of Lucida, Lucinda, Lucinda Williams, Dolly yeah. Parton, Disney movie soundtracks, High School Musical, and their dad's horrible parodies. I just uh, read all. That. Did you? I totally yes, you don't pay attention. Ever. Remember how we were talking about how we don't remember? Yeah, I don't things. remember things, but you don't pay attention. <laughs> so yes, but no one paid that. attention. I'm just reiterating. No, they, they really still did. is. They really did. Anyway, uh, play the song, <clears throat> which is called. I'd have to think about it. Look, you're looking at it. You really wanted you wanted to set that joke up. It's really called I'd have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I know that I will love again. I'll meet someone and we'll make amends. If you want to go see them on I'm September twenty first and twenty second at Baby's All Right in Brooklyn, New York. Or Shuba's in Chicago, Illinois, on the 19th. Or the Troubadour in West Hollywood on September 15th. For all our West Coast people and big city listeners. This line... Yeah, didn't make sense. Cause no, it makes sense. But it's like if you if you shut up, and I've got three kids, and you're like, hey, like run away with me. It's like think about it. Just that like, not even necessarily. Well, there's some instances where they mentioned about like not loving the same amount, but it's a little bit like maybe unrequited love or just the one that got away kind of thing. Yeah. But like that, you still hold that person like really heavily in your heart. And like, even though you've got all these other relationships, and maybe you end up really happy and married and whatever, that person's come comes to me and said, "I want you to come away, and I love you." I have to think about it, which is crazy in some ways, but. I like that it slows down there. <clears throat> you don't have to play with the click, guys. It doesn't have to be perfectly in time. You're human. Yeah. Be human. Sweet to the point. Yes, it is short and sweet and to yeah. the point. But yeah, lyrically and stuff, I really connected with it. I was like, yeah, there's, I've there's, I think a couple people in my life that would be, I could sing this song to or play this song about. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Anyway, cool. That's all. So, like, I want to listen to more of their music. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, I've been getting into Midwest emo music from mm-hmm. the early 2000s mm-hmm. and adjacent math rocky, art rocky, progressive rocky, frog core <laughs> type people. So, Yvette Young, mm-hmm. amazing guitar player, super good, plays yeah. in, in, in her own unique style. You got to watch her live because, like, it doesn't look 
like normal guitar playing. Mm -hmm. She doesn't use a pick because she's constantly finger picking and tapping. Mm -hmm. Um, And her uh, classically trained since like she was a piano since she was four, moved on to violin at seven, uh, has a bachelor's of fine arts degree. So like super artsy, Mm -hmm. uh, taught herself guitar, but like thinks about it kind of piano wise and believes that the guitar is not the best instrument, even though she's a guitar player, like Mm -hmm. which theory, Mm -hmm. music theory, guitar is stupid. Like you can't visualize Mm -hmm. things on the guitar because if you have a 24 fret guitar, you can play the E on the first string on all six strings, that same note Mm -hmm. on all six strings. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, which one? Well, the one that's comfortable at this point where a piano is so much better. It's linear Mm -hmm. versus it's the others. Like, well, there's six, it's like 3d chess. Exactly. Like six D chess. Yeah. Yeah. That's even Mm -hmm. like, you know, I have guitar players come in in jazz band and stuff Mm -hmm. that have, you know, usually probably learned rock or just learned chords in general and whatever. And it's like, no, you got to think about voice leading. Mm-hmm. And, and stuff but on a piano that's more simple it's like just kind of hover around middle c yeah yeah and move up and down when you need to but mostly just kind of hang around uh, around there yeah. but like middle c on the guitar like you said is can be found multiple places and so like um, you know think well do you do you want me to or quote unquote it? middle c you know what i mean like but but you know what i mean like it's just like you, you can probably you get can that voice on, a chord on f- four or five strings yeah you can voice a chord several different ways you know and, and whatever but it's like you got to think about getting the other spots but mm-hmm. yeah it's not it, it's logical in its way mm-hmm. but not necessarily in relation to other things mm-hmm. so. like your cowboy chords are kind of the way that you're thinking of like oh we'll just stick around here mm-hmm. voice leading but if you want the chord to sound full mm-hmm. You kind of have to do other things. Yeah. Well, and plus alternate tunings and things like you talked about. Yeah. Speaking of, ago, uh, I'm assuming she's got. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, well, I don't know if this specific, well, actually, I do. I think this song is in an alternate tuning, Mm -hmm. but, um, she, so another reason that I found her was that she plays an Ibanez Talman, which is not my favorite guitar, but it's like, I dig it because, like, it's hard to get. Okay. Like, or at least in the States, it's hard to get. So, and I've been Talman. No one can see this except for Brandon here. Mm-hmm. This is an Ibanez Talman. Whoa, it's a guitar. It's it's a it's Ibanez, which is usually like strats and like metal guitars. Yeah. But this kind of has a this guitar has a '60s offset, which means the 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 yeah. the the waist of it is tilted not parallel mm-hmm. or perpendicular to the center of the guitar yeah it's offset mm-hmm. um so she has those like the only people who i so yama or not yamaha ibanez has uh two signature models mm-hmm. of this um one is yvette young's and the other is noodle from the offspring mm-hmm. I don't know if you can actually get Noodle's version, but it's duct taped. Like okay. that—that that is the look of it. Mm-hmm. And then hers is uh, the, the the Strat version. So Strat is like three single coil pickups. Um, the the configuration of pickups. There's a Strat version and there's a Tele version. The Strat version is slime green sparkle, mm-hmm. so it's super bright 
green, almost like a yellow, neon, neon green. Mm-hmm. And then the other is like a orange crush, orange cream. Okay. Sparkle as mm-hmm. well. Um, and that's the telly version. But these are hard to come by. Like the three that I have, um, I got on eBay. I'm just like, I want one. And I bought one. And then I'm like, okay, this is my guitar. And I bought another one. And they were like two, $300 when I bought them in the early 2000s. And now online, they're like $800. Mm. And like, they're not, I, I'm, I'm betting the, the, the newer ones, the, the, the Yvette Young signature versions are a lot better quality. Yeah. But that's how I found her. And she, yeah, her tuning. So when you buy her guitars, um, the tuning is going from the lowest string to the highest string is F A C G B E. Oh, interesting. Where a standard guitar is E A D G B E. So she's tuning up the low E string. She's tuning down the D string. Yeah. But she has also uh, basically said that. Because she doesn't think of it as the guitar, uh, like a, a guitar. She's not writing songs on a guitar. She's writing songs in her head, and then she's translating them to a guitar. So she's like, you know what? It'd be easier if I did if this string was lowered down a half step. So she would lower it down a half step. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you know what? This even this. So sometimes, like, she even has like, like an album might have like seven different tunings. Mm-hmm. So it's like because that's what the ease of playing is. So. Right. Where it'd be really easy on a piano because it's like, well, this is what you can do. Yeah. Versus the guitar, where it's like, so it's almost like old school horns would have to change slides things out, yeah, so they could be in certain keys, or mm-hmm. you know, old bassoons or whatever would change like the vocals and different stuff, like to get different keys and different whatever, so mm-hmm. different tunings. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, this is a really long song. It is. I was surprised you picked such a long song. It's I was seven surprised. minutes. It's not crazy I, long. I was but. surprised too, because like I knew the song, and I'm like, "This is cool. This is a song." Because I didn't want like another instrumental, because mm-hmm. uh, Covet is is her her band that she has. This is earlier stuff. So this came out in 2014, and like the 2015 is when like the EPs of of Covet happened, mm-hmm. and then that's what she's doing mostly now <clears throat> she has a couple singles uh, mm-hmm. as herself but uh this is called this is acoustics ep so it's just her and she's also singing on this so she sings she's playing guitar yeah uh, but she plays a whole bunch this song's called a map a string a light math rock type yeah and the stereo spread i think is really cool because I think it's like it may be two microphones on, but you the main is on the left, like maybe the body of the guitar is there, and then like it's more finger noise. Yeah, on the on the right, almost like you're looking at her playing guitar. Exactly. Yeah. Only song I listen to by her. Yeah. The lyrics and singing all kind of like this. Sometimes she, she doesn't really sing that often. Okay, because what it almost more seems like. So, and, and now I'm drawing this parallel to what you were saying before. So you're saying 
She's not necessarily thinking like, I'm writing these guitar songs. It's just I'm writing songs and my medium is yeah. guitar. Mm-hmm. Which is also kind of like, if you're familiar with the name Stan Kenton, big band leader, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. Eventually he started writing essentially like symphonic music. Yeah. But was using the big band as the medium okay. in a way. Um, but that's a separate parallel. The parallel I'm drawing here is with her. I feel like she's a poet. Okay. And she's just using song as the medium to deliver the poetry. Okay. Because the... So, for lyrics. For the lyrics, at least okay. of this song. Because it's... <clears throat> I I don't know that speaking them would work. I think they do need to be sung. Or yeah. maybe they would work spoken. Um, but, like, just the delivery of them and, like, the sparseness of them and, like... It's all these, like, little lines. Yes. And then things are repeated a whole bunch. Where almost something the way you would... If she just wrote it down, yeah, that could work or whatever. But like, yeah. So that was kind of my thought on that of like, not that she's not a songwriter and from like a singer perspective, but it sounds more just like sung poetry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so two weeks ago we listened to TTNG. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to TTNG um, and their lyrics, they're very much like poetry, uh-huh. um, a similar type thing. I also think that that this album isn't like super produced. I think she may be just like, I'm singing this and playing this live. Yeah. Because yeah, right cause now like the, the vocals aren't vocals can maybe use with some more production or something or, or, yeah. or, or not. I think it's her just playing it. And then it's like, Hey, like the guitar, it's like, it might be like two micro, three microphones uh-huh. and her playing it. Yeah, and that's two on it. the guitar, one on her voice. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's, it's really interesting. Um, but again, I was just, I, it was just a thought I had earlier as I was listening to it. But uh, TTNG is, is an influence of hers, so that's kind of like where I'm like... You can see that. So she's probably inspired by these bands that like, yeah, there's not really a chorus, it's just mm-hmm. poetry. And it's... You're supposed to... It's more of a visual mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like this music is the is the soundtrack to something that like picture that in your head. Mm-hmm. So going back even to two weeks ago when we talked about like names, she wants you to have a visual have a vision. Yeah, yeah, and it's be programmatic like, oh. music. Yes, yeah. I do think that this could have been like two songs, or maybe it's maybe it is three songs maybe one okay. song is called the map one song is called the string and the other song is called the light yeah. so on this ep there's like four songs and okay. i think two of them are that like this 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 okay and yeah a lot of uh, repetition of lyrical things space mm-hmm. but this is a, the first thing this is like the first and I'm wrong as far as like because this is obviously an overdub if it's because uh-huh. now it's on electric guitar and there's more than one guitar yeah. 
where this might be. This is a light, maybe, maybe. possibly. Where those siren songs was a string. Could be. But it all kind of fits together. It's still kind of the same chord progression, same key. Yeah. And, like, she knows theory, but she doesn't really like to think about it when she's writing. Yeah. Because, like, she's said that, like, oh, she writes some things, and then she'll send it off to their the other two musicians, the bass player and the drummer, and she'll be like, I don't know, it's in 4-4, maybe, I don't know. And then the drummer will be like, this ain't in 4-4. Mm. it's like, okay. But I don't think that that really matters, because I, w- I was writing something, and I wrote this chord progression, and I'm like, hey, it's in 6, but, like, I would, I would put, like, uh, in Logic, I put drums that like programmed drums under it and like the 6-8 didn't really like I couldn't figure out a good drum part for that so I just had the thing I, I kept changing it from like okay well maybe maybe if I put it in 3-4 maybe if I put it in 2-4 maybe if I put it in 4-4 and like each one mm-hmm. changed how the how the whole song felt right so it's like well it could be in whatever you want because it's more be. like 3 and 2 and 4 and 6 and whatever like yes. sometimes it's yeah I get that mm-hmm And this is the opening track of this EP. This one, like the TTNG song, too, I I would say I could put on while yeah. I'm doing work or someone else's, yeah. you know. Because it doesn't draw your attention yeah. as, as much and as, so like... it's so consistent uh, of, like, the finger-picking stuff and... Yeah. So this is probably one of her earlier pieces that she's written to me and this is me as a non-guitar player Mm -hmm. this type of playing just like on the ttng stuff i mean this is more involved than that yeah but like to do this kind of stuff on an acoustic to me is more impressive and maybe there's no basis for that other than just why do you think i think it's done by the way it is um little effects pedal yeah that just kicks in right at the end <laughs> um here i what is my reasoning again i'm not a guitar player so like maybe just because i imagine more of that style of playing on an electric mm-hmm. is an acoustic like a little more difficult to get around on to and stuff just because like the thicker strings and they're not thick. Well, they can be thicker. Yeah, it really, just something like a steel string does, like obviously, but like yeah, but you're you're running like guitar. so. I don't know. They're all, all three are different. So right. on a cla- or on a steel string, so steel string is like the hardest to play as far as like your fingers pressing down, right? Um, and they are thicker, but yeah. not by much. Okay, so the high string might be an eleven. Well, maybe not an eleven, but like a twelve or thirteen. Where I I I use tens, okay, and what that it, that's the diameter of the string, mm-hmm. and it's like point zero one two mm-hmm. of of an. Is it millimeters? I think it's actually inches. Oh, so it's that that small. Like mm-hmm. the diameter is so small, it's like well, that's not that you know, like point zero one one versus point zero one two. 
not really that big of a difference. Like you can, you might notice, I guess once you get into like 20, like 10 to 20, Mm -hmm. that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. You can, you can see it and feel it. Um, And then once you get up, even like on a 20, it might be then wound. So Mm -hmm. it's a string with another string wrapped around it. Mm -hmm. But even then, um, the way she's playing is a lot of hammer-ons and pull-offs. So, and she's finger picking mm-hmm. as well. I don't really think it's. So you that... tell me then. What what is it easier on any of them? Is it harder on any of them, or is it all just the same? And I so, just don't know what I'm talking well, about. Well, I think it depends on the guitar player. Okay. Because for me, like think think about piano players. Mm-hmm. They can't really get used to an instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're constantly almost playing a different instrument all the time. Yeah, where, especially if you're on the road. Yeah, where what's your primary instrument? Not besides vocals. Saxophone. Saxophone. So I'm like you have my saxophone with me. Yeah. So you have your saxophone mm-hmm. and like could you go to another saxophone and like feel it diff like would it feel different? Yes. Like I can't play the same as on that one over there. Yeah, you that could be because be and, and this is where pianos come in as well. Like mm-hmm. the action can be different, the tension can be different mm-hmm. with with saxophones too, like from brand to brand, or even like the same brand but a different model. Like the keys are laid out ever so slightly different mm-hmm. or like set up a little higher or whatever. Mouthpiece, reeds, like all that stuff goes into it. Even even ligatures that you put on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so, so the reason that I bring that up is there are people who who feel that way of just like I I can't I got to play this guitar right. Mm-hmm. So when you say classical versus steel string versus nylon, I might as well be talking about. Well, there's that's three different a Yamaha instruments, right? To a Jupiter, to a sure, to a Yamaha saxophone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't, I mean, because I'm not really that super technical about mm-hmm. it, but I mean there are. Cause I just I just got a new guitar and it's a twenty it's it's a twenty four fret guitar I've like never had a twenty four fret guitar it's like it's it's weird to me but it it's doesn't more or less frets than usual it's more okay so most of my are twenty one or twenty two frets okay um, and that would be on a on electric on an acoustic that's a different story mm-hmm. um, but and most of them are the same like as far as my electrics like you can get up to the same amount except for this guitar mm-hmm. and i bought this guitar so i could actually like reach certain things higher things yeah is the neck longer or do they just put more frets it's just more frets because okay. they're, they're i don't want to say there's two types of guitars but like there's there's kind of at the beginning of electric guitars there were two types of guitars there was a 20 25 and a half inch scale length and that's the from the nut to the bridge Mm -hmm. the distance from there so your 12th fret would be right in the middle of that and then there's a 24 and a quarter so you know it's like an inch and a quarter Mm -hmm. um off of that so it's like not a huge difference but you know as you get further up your frets become closer and closer closer together and like that kind of affects it now as i said i don't really i'm not super technical about anything like i'm playing bar chords that like i'm not trying to get in weird positions Mm -hmm. and really stretching my hand out so like nothing no guitar is really that much different to me Mm -hmm. like you play differently on a different guitar because it sounds different right 
which is the reason I have more than one is because mm-hmm. they all sound different. So mm-hmm. if I play this through this amp, it's going to sound different. So it's going to that feedback type of thing. Yeah. Like if you're playing through it with an effect mm-hmm. and you're just like, Oh, I'm going to react to that effect. Yeah. So there's like a, a response to it. But I think that maybe you think that there there's a difference. Like there's, it's harder because you maybe because you're a saxophone player and you think, mm-hmm. Oh, going from this instrument to this instrument, mm-hmm. it's different. But for me, I don't, think it's that yeah different maybe too because like i'm just used to hearing like i don't want to say bad guitar players but just like <laughs> amateur guitar players and you get like a lot more fret noise and or string noise and other things like when you're moving around from chords to chords and different things and so yeah like, i but i don't hear that when on her stuff and similar things yeah i mean much. and man, so maybe that's what i'm hearing too is like is like oh boy they're they're eliminating all that stuff that i usually hear from more amateur players and yeah but there's like other ways of just things like there you could put a sock on on the on the guitar and it'll and then someone knows not to come into the guitar because you're busy <laughs> yeah okay. so if you're doing a lot of tapping and a lot of open mm-hmm. string stuff um so if you hit the string you you're stopping it but on both sides Mm-hmm. of the string those are vibrating right one is being picked up by a pickup on on electric mm-hmm. one is being forced out of the sound hole so one's louder but you still get that extra sound on the right. other side so you put a sock around it to dampen the strings interesting they that's like the the poor man's version of it but they mm-hmm. actually like make stuff now that's okay. like it's it's a, what is it? i forget what it's called fret wrap it's just okay. fret wrap it's 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 nicer to look at than a sock sure. but what's that bass player that's like all colorful and he has a sock Mono on the top neon. yeah so hit i don't know for a fact but i think that the reason he has a sock on it is mm-hmm. because like it's going to deaden the string but like let me make it look cool yeah right like let me sock be on your guitar but make it fashion exactly basically. yeah okay cool yeah i don't oh. know i i just when i hear stuff like this on, on the acoustics for mm-hmm. some reason i just you have less to hide behind because, I guess when because like, on electric you could put a, a gate on it right and it's gonna just anything and you can also put a compressor on it yeah where an acoustic is just that's the instrument yeah. there's nothing well there's not nothing you can do with it but yeah. it's like if you're trying to be like on the acoustic mm-hmm. where the the electric that's behind me you can go through a ton of pedals and it's yeah. like it's going to make it sound differently yeah um and you can do stuff yeah. where yeah cool Thanks for the guitar lesson. Yeah, that'll be uh, thirty dollars. <laughs> Charge of the podcast. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, folks. Yes, and we'll see you uh, next week. Tell lots of folks. Tell people. Share. Like. Subscribe. Oh, you sound like you don't want people to do that. Yeah, I do. Tell. <laughs> I thought you had more to say. Yeah. Like, uh, subscribe, share, do all those things. If yeah, tell people. Join the Discord. We would love to have a hundred listeners per week per episode that'd be awesome we got like 20 so tell more people bye y'all bye